This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Hello, welcome to the part four of our four-part series on... Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Dylan, it's been one year since the Wrestler Review began. We are one years old. It's been one year old since I do want I will... Maybe I'll put it back up when we did our AJ Styles episode and we literally said, it sucks that he's going to be a mid-carder and never win any titles. No. Yeah, we are... Yeah, but we're not experts. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Also... I will tell you this, in uh, preparation for our year anniversary, I did try and make contact with Barry Darso, and he just has a company that makes logos for hard hats, so <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I sent a customer service. No, uh, you didn't. Reco- yeah, no, you ca- didn't. I was like, yo, but is this how you reach Barry Darso? <laughs> so now I'm that guy. I'm assuming they get, that's the only emails they get. Uh, <laughs> There's no way. But I a shut up your fat hard hat would like be pretty we, good. I like how we both went and tried to do little anniversary, um, little presents. My anniversary gift was the new intro that you heard at the top of the show. What? Hungry Town Command greeting us and welcoming us to the wrestler review. The guy who said that savage kid don't got it. Yeah. Hey Ric Flair, where's your dick? Oh yeah, you cut it off because of Viagra. That's for you, Rick. <laughs> Thank you very much for doing that for us. Honky Tonk Man, of course, great personal friend of me and John. If you walk up to him and say, Dylan God says hi, he'll know exactly who that is. Walk up to him and be like, Honky Tonk, here's the three things I know about you. You love Trump. Nice. You constantly apparently call Shawn Michaels a faggot <laughs> during your stand-up routine. <laughs> you know John Hastings. He'll be like uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell, where we saw Screech. Screech with a much sexier fuck tape. Screech from Saved by the Bell came to my uh, college, and his whole act was like... Are you like, kidding me? Yeah, he was like, first of all, Zach's a fucking queer. <laughs> Secondly, I fucked everyone on that show. All of them. Lisa was tasting my dick in her mouth no. daily. Did he say that? He's just a very bitter man. <laughs> I almost I almost was on a show with him in Whistler, British Columbia. Ooh. And he called the show started at four PM. What yeah. time do you think he called to cancel the show? Three fifty nine. He called at four oh four. After the show starts. And oh, by baby. the way, the person that took the phone call described it as it sounded like he had called Dustin and woken Dustin up, but Dustin had somehow called him. Like it was like, uh, uh, hi, like, what, yeah, Dustin? Yeah, um, I'm not coming to the show. Click. <laughs> I would highly recommend anybody watch the early Save by the Bells, where he's like a cute little kid, and they kind of like they kind of like screech, come on, and he's like, what do the college years, where literally it's like. The professor's just like, you're disgusting. <laughs> they just lose all of the joke into it. They're like, hey, hey, Screech, Screech, you're a pervert. You want to have sex with children. <laughs> Coming up next to Saved by the Bell. Let me just say this quickly about Saved by the Bell, and then we will segue into another gentleman that stuck around way too long, Hulk Hogan, in part Whoa. four. Um, and it would be this. Are you ready? Are you sat down? I mean, no one. How is does sitting Screech down. not have money? Because he was on a television show for almost twenty years. Yeah, with those residuals. 
I'm living off residuals from a radio channel that no one knows exists. Yeah. I <laughs> I just recorded an album to get more money from that residual radio channel. Listened exclusively to by Thank God Truckers. Uh, also, a lot of my dad's friends. Oh, good. If you go to an event that old Stephen Hastings is hosting in oh, the greater yeah. Toronto area. Oh, Stephen Hastings. You know what I mean? A lot of dips from a place that it's a You better believe pack. there's a PH in that, Stephen. Oh, you fucking... There's no V. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, hey, V. V is for virgins. <laughs> PH is for fucking fat loads. H... <laughs> H Let's loads. never talk about my father's loads. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's got fucking wonky loads. Hey, here's the thing is, any dad has fatter loads than us because I'm one of my dad's loads. You're one of your dad's <laughs> loads. Yeah, your dad had cross-eyed loads. You do so, have- Hulk Hogan, the man, the myth, the legend, after uh, he left the WWF, uh, WWE, no, sorry, WCW, um, in 2001, we he did touch on this. Headed straight back to the Fed after sitting on the fucking bench for a year with one of the worst fucking angles ever, which is the NWO being brought into the WWF. XWF. He was oh. in the XWF, and he tried to get. Oh, Jim- the XWF. He tried to bring in Jimmy Hart. <gasps> Fuck the XWF. Did you ever hear what happened? Where it was like, no. What was the XWF? This has been brought up a lot because I've been listening almost exclusively to Bruce Pritchard, something to wrestle on Rotor, and they talked also about Hulk Hogan coming in with the NWO and um, the XWF. But what was the XWF? The XWF was just like a misbranded thing, where it's like they basically have Mr. Perfect, Hulk Hogan. Brutus Beefcake, the Nasty Boys, like all your 80s favorites. But this then they, amazing. But they just label it with Extreme Wrestling Federation because Extreme, they were still attached to like the Extreme thing. Yeah. So because it was, like, it was the late 90s, early 2000s. So if it wasn't Ducka 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 2000, it was Extreme Force One Game. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, uh, oh, what's more extreme than a big boot and then a man softly yeah. falling on another side? What's more extreme man? than this bald man in his 40s walking slowly through the ring in pants you wear? <laughs> also, I don't know if you saw the uh, thing I posted of Hulk Hogan in, uh, in, what the fuck, in Kango. What the fuck were those called? Genco jeans? But oh. it's good. Oh, did you? You've seen to the hit a tight T-shirt with big, big you've black s- jeans. You've seen the episode of WCW Nitro where he shows up with the Hell's Angels and walks to the ring in those. <laughs> yes, I have. And it looks like he's wearing a. He looks like he has like little legs inside of billowy curtains because they keep going like. Oh no! He just wore those around, John. This was like him. That's this is him hanging out with uh, with his son at a young age, and he's just fucking rocking those late nineties. He isn't in the rap metal jeans. That that man, like, imagine you're Nick and Brooke Hogan. You're like, oh, who's your dad? Hulk Hogan. Oh, is that that man who you who used to wrestle and then was a movie star and then fucked on camera and then said the n word and then was Mister America and now is just a guy. <laughs> he's had a lot of stuff happen to him in his life. Like, his second book, I have not read it, but the Howard Stern interview, they read the first paragraph, which is him describing how he sat in a chair in his bathroom. By the way, you know you're wealthy when your bathroom has a chair in it <laughs> that you're confident to sit down in. Yeah, exactly. That I was sitting in the, uh, I was sitting in the dormitory in my bathroom and yes. looking upon my soft fountain, and I realized I want to kill myself, but then I drank some of the champagne from the fountain, and I was fine. Yeah, I was sat in the solarium off the bathroom, stroking my Shetland pony, and I realized, now is the time to end it. <laughs> now is the time, Terry. <laughs> Let me say this about Hulk Hogan. I like him. No, I don't like him, and I don't like you. <laughs> that, those, are two good, those are two good points. 
If anyone wants to steal those for a meme that will no doubt go viral, here's the thing about Hulk Hogan. I don't like him. Here's the thing. I don't like him, and I don't like you. Educate me quickly. The XWF. The XWF just a shitty wrestling federation. They just said it. And they all extreme. got sued, right? They, they ended up suing for a lot of money and trying to get that money back, and it didn't happen. Yes. Like, I'm literally making that up, and I assume <laughs> it's correct. No, I just said yes, and then I was going to look into it later and see if I had to edit it out, and I still don't know. I guarantee, I'm going to, I will I will bet you a fucking crisp five-pound note. Whoa. That we. I don't have five pounds. That that, that, that definitely happened. That they definitely <laughs> ended in lawsuits. It's just so funny that it's like, we're making a wrestling federation that'll reinvent wrestling as you, what, a job? Goodbye. Like, because apparently Hogan tried to get Jimmy Hart in. He tried to get everyone in. He tried to get his whole friend. He does take care of his friends, which is nice. He tried to get all his friends in. Vince said, absolutely not. We want you to do the NWO. And then they did. Uh, like you said, NWO, bad start. Making it about Vince McMahon, first off, is this just is, so shitty. By the way. Kevin Nash no, 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 and no. Scott Hall look like old uh, women. Kevin or Scott Hall the, literally. Kevin Lass, he looks rugged as fuck. Kevin He's, Nash looks lovely. Scott Hall looks like he he woke up in a dive bar you and I'd like to go to and play pool. Kevin in. Nash looks like a tough version of one of the Golden Girls. Because he has that like really long, still nice hair. But oh, yeah. But gray in it. Hey, but Kevin Nash he has is, like the exact color like a a like really pretty girl in her late twenties. But style. Kevin Nash is still like he still looks good. Of any like it, he can't really move that well at all. I've told his story. I think this will be. I think ding, this ding, is ding. probably the eighth time you've mentioned it on the podcast. But I enjoy it, and I want you to share it again. Go ahead, Dylan. He can't like my friend tried to get him to do stand up comedy. He cannot do stand up comedy because he cannot stand for that long. He has to sit down because his knees are. I mean, look at the guy. Honestly, if you watch him, what was that last Royal uh, Rumble? What <laughs> Royal pause? Hard pause Rumble. Uh, Royal that he did. I think it was two thousand and twelve. Yeah, where he's just walking down the ring and you're like Diesel. And then he starts walking and I uh, just like watching his legs. It's like it looks like a human uh, torso. It looks like a really uh, in shape guy's torso on two stilts. I've also said this forever. I don't like the Diesel character. It annoys the shit out of me. The Vince McMahon was like, "Your job is you're a truck." <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah, he did make a lot of truck puns back then. But anyway, so Nash and Big Hall Daddy come in. Cool Diesel. I. Fucking, that's the, anyone who talks about, oh, Vince Russo, Judy Bagwell on a pole match. No, go fuck yourself. There was nothing worse than Jerry Lawler wrestles a child for five minutes because he claims that's who Roddy Piper is. And then Roddy Piper shows up and beats him up and shoves his foot in his mouth. Like, it's so stupid. It's good stuff. I fucking hate it. I loved it. So they NWO do debut at No Way Out Front. Those of you that don't know the storyline... Uh, Vince, Vince loses control of the company to Ric Flair. No, it's even better than that. He doesn't have all the control. Ric Flair just has some of the control. Yeah. And he doesn't like that. So he says, I'm going to ruin the WWE. The I'm going to poison the WWE. It's mine. Yeah. And I'm going to inject it with a lethal dose of poison. So he brings in the NWO. Are you making it about Vince McMahon? So you're making these guys out to be henchmen because this is like... Vince goes so fucking nuts. Like, we're going to get into this. Like, honestly, Hulk's like, I think, last match in the WWE. No, not his last match at all. But, like, near the end of his first run in the WWE is fucked. 
like the actual WWE, not the WWF. You know, the second run of the yeah, play. yeah. So so it's it's the because like, you have to understand that like this is the point where all of the wrestling competition Vince McMahon has won the Monday Night Wars and mm-hmm. ECW has gone bankrupt as well because Paul Heyman's like don't read bank books. Bye. <laughs> like, by the way, a lot of the ECW wrestlers were. Where's like, my money? I get it to you. I just hired Sid Vicious, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of the ECW guys were hired with six figure contracts. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that's insane. There's no way that they should be making that amount of money. Dot, dot com boom, Cholo. People you- just thought they had that kind of money. And then they were like, oh, this is not good. It's insane. They could have charged, like, to be fair, though, they could have charged $100 a ticket in that fucking bingo hall and made it. They could have just easily been like, hey, I don't think they could because bags. in the end, their fans were, like, they were you and me minus women plus back knee plus I got a gun. I will shoot you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ECW fans. No, I don't have OCD, but when I'm eventually caught by the police, they will claim that is one of the factors that led <laughs> to this massacre. Here's something fun. Do you think if ECW had a successful revival and they found a way to do it where they had enough of the old guys and enough new guys who kind of had the same, who had the same like je ne sais quoi that the old guys had, um, do you think the alt-right would just disappear? (laughs) Because it feels like the ECW was just alt-right performance art. (laughs) Holy fuck. (laughs) I've never heard... Cross this fucking line, whore. You're a whore. You're a whore. (laughs) Whore. Bitch. Cuck. 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 Cuck one would be the jobber. (laughs) I've never heard... Shut the fuck up, snowflake. (sighs) Do you understand? (sighs) That's what it is. If you put Alex Jones would be the commissioner, he'd walk out... He, your first match, globalists versus the Patriots. And the globalists are just two obvious gay guys they beat up. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, I mean, that's been... How about a heel character? What if he's gay? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. You so, had me at gay. <laughs> so Hogan um, enters, the NW, uh, enters the Fed with the NWO, of course. Now... This was criticized widely, but the NWO just they do like two normal beatdowns of Stone Cold and The Rock. And then they just start using like running people over with cars essentially. Um they do that. They also have Steve Austin kidnap Scott Hall and hold him in a freezer. Yeah, they kind of take away everything that made the NWO. Like the thing that made the NWO was obviously you can't do it again, but they walk on the match just stops like it's done so perfectly. And then you kind of fast forward six years, and these guys have aged ten years mm-hmm. at least. Did not take good care of themselves, any of them. Not any of them, but like, you know what I mean? Like, Nash doesn't really care. You can see. And uh, Hall is still like got his problem, like got his drinking problem going. Uh, and Hogan's the only one that took it seriously. Like, Hogan was like, this is my fucking second chance. I know that I'm going to make a ton of money. This is my last, like, actual run as a professional wrestler i gotta do this so hogan comes in he's looking great and it's in a weird situation because like how do you these guys are everyone's gonna be pumped to see any one of these guys let alone all three together so you kind of have to do the same thing for me but i I disagree because the part of the reason why the nwo was so enticing was it was wwf guys 
going to WCW and you could see those matchups and they were the coolest and they were badass. Yeah. They came back in and they were like, they were tarred and feathered from the botched invasion angle. There's not working. Like, why? I'll never understand why Vince didn't just wait a fucking year and a half for all the Turner contracts to be over and then bring in fucking WCW with fucking Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Gold, like all, like Flair. That's all they need. Because the minute all those Turner contracts wrapped up, they showed up in the Fed right away. That is true. But I will say this then you still give them so much leverage. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you do and you don't. It would they be interesting. Huge to amount of leverage, and it was also they wouldn't have had the literally like the whole Austin turning heel thing was was bad. But I watched for a couple of weeks after that. What was really bad was the invasion. The invasion angle when they made Austin a bad guy after that pay per view. I was like, I'm done. I'm fucking. And I didn't watch until WrestleMania 18. That was the first time I took an active break. So you've already lost the audience. Bringing them back in as the NWO in that format doesn't necessarily work. What you could have done is not had Vince McMahon come in. I don't think any of them coming in. I think like Hall and Nash coming in together would have been exciting. And Hogan. But I don't think the NWO coming to the WWF was all that exciting. Because in the storyline, they were like, well, they always were going to come back. And it, I just didn't give a fuck. I've never been one who's like, I wanted to see Austin versus Hogan. No, I don't need to see two people with spinal injuries not have a good match. That's true. Everyone wanted to see Austin Hogan. I just think, like, you're right. Seems unnecessary, but I do understand, like, if you look at it from a financial perspective, they do lose the long-term fan, because I stopped watching The Invasion too. I think a lot of people did, where it's like, this is not WCW, this is Kurt Angle versus Steve Austin with a logo you bought. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see... Take more pauses, by the way. It would be interesting to see the financials. Like, did they make... Did WCW, just by having WCW versus WWF, did they make more money by bringing in WCW, just a logo, and then the NWO, and then Goldberg, and then, you know, did that make them more money? Or if they would have brought it in all... Like, obviously, we don't know. If they would have brought everyone in all at once, then every wrestling fan that ever watched wrestling would have watched that pay-per-view. Every one of them. Maybe not the Southern fan. And by the way, here's the thing. Invasion, that pay-per-view, with the fucking botch with Sean Stasiak and shit, and a fucking referee match between Nick Packard and Earl Hebner, that match, like that pay-per-view, was I think it was the most bought pay-per-view of that year, except for WrestleMania, or may have beaten No, the Invasion invasion pay-per-view was is the most bought uh, pay-per-view that's not a WrestleMania. That's what it is. It's it's, uh, it's like outdrawn every Royal Rumble, too. Yeah, it's the most bought pay per view. I, I remember because I I bought it. I went halvesies on it, and we fucking bought I it. Never, yeah, I didn't. I was out of wrestling. Like, I stopped watching wrestling. Like, I was on my way out. Like that everyone, Buff Bagwell Booker T thing they did. Oh, it's so I weird. I stopped. Like, I think I stopped pretty shortly after. But then, like, I went to a couple. I no, I watched sparingly because I liked like Stone Cold as the heel who wanted Vince's like who wanted Vince to like him. Was just like so funny, but like it took Again. you out of the show. Yeah, it took you out of the show because I knew it wasn't. It sounds weird, but I'm like, that's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the other thing, I really will do a Stone Cold episode sometime. But I really thought like, if you're gonna do Stone Cold Steve Austin as a heel, shave his fucking goatee and make him have hair and ma- bring in the ringmaster again. I'm back to that. 
Just no, just a you no. Oh god, that would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. Har- and he changed the music so it's glass break and then just the sounds of someone sweeping it up while he walked <laughs> I'm sorry for yeah. breaking the glass. Apologies. So the end of I the- actually I got to say that's one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard in my entire they sh- that's exactly what they should have done. Is change yeah. the fucking Oh, you know, you shade the goatee for sure. That's the first discernible thing. Because he still wore all his, uh, all his shirt because his merch was still selling. Like, you should have never... What should have happened is, obviously, you calm down WCW for a year. Like, you can still bring in book, like bring in Booker T. 100% bring in Booker T. But have... And then pay Diamond Dallas Page basically to just diamond cutter people every month to remind people that WCW's around. Yeah, Like, absolutely. he breaks in and diamond cutters. And then what happens is... And then... And then you would do a thing where you bring in the MWO because Scott Hall fucking interrupts the match again. And then he just says something like, this looks familiar, doesn't it? But this time he just attacks both people. And Nash comes and Nash comes in from fucking nowhere. They powerbomb everybody. Yeah. We're here. We're taking over. Blah, 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 blah. And they add another guy. What they could have done is also add, like, that's the time to add someone else, which is you do the three on three and you have Shawn Michaels come out. And Shawn Michaels joins the NWO, which, if you're an inside fan, that's who you do to put on their side. I don't think so. I think the, uh, I mean, let, we're fantasy booking the NWO when we're supposed to be talking about Hulk Hogan. This right is now. very important because let me say this: someone needed to do something that was not what they did because, and it's also the build. It was dead in the water because you're not. Gonna yeah, it was have, dead in the water, and also the build. Up and then you're gonna have two invasion angles in a year. Yeah, it's dumb. And also the build up to uh, the, the biggest thing that came out of this was Hogan versus The Rock. Which is a match everyone else seems to have really wanted to see. What was the lead up I to Hogan I could give a fuck. It was Hogan beating up The Rock. No. They, they had a handicap match, Austin no. Rock. You're missing out the main thing. What was the main thing? The main thing is that they injured. They did a beat down of The Rock. He was in an ambulance, and then they drove a semi yeah, I was about to get that, it, yeah. 100 miles an hour, and The Rock was back the next week. He not only back, back the next week, they also brought the ambulance with them to Toronto and put it up at the Fan Expo. So good. And people were taking photos with it. That's fucking sick. Um, the other thing is that day, by the way, and they've ta- I saw this in an interview somewhere, but they were talking, and there was a bit of a panic because they were like, no one here wants to see The Rock win. Why are we doing this in Toronto? Like Hogan is more over here than anywhere else. And it's like, and obviously Hogan's like, I wonder who planned that. Couldn't have been me. It was me, Terry. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and you, I remember watching that on pay-per-view, and I could have given a fuck about The Rock. I was like, I want Hogan to fucking leg drop this fuck. No, I was in super smart, I hate Hulk Hogan phase then, so I was still like, no, just go with the match, Terry. He'll never job. He doesn't job. He should have lost to Kidman. Kidman should be in this position. He did lose to Kidman, by the way. Yeah, but not enough. Bud. So, obviously, Hogan and The Rock. If anyone hasn't watched it, uh, definitely watch the match. I've talked about this in previous uh, parts of this series, but Hulk Hogan works his fucking ass off and gets so much sympathy. And it's set up like... Of course Hogan gets the sympathy. He's the old man. It's an old it's a young movie star beating up an old man. And it's a really great angle and I do understand what you're saying where it's like Hogan and Rock who gives a shit because it's so clear that you want to see you want to see Stone Cold versus Hogan and then you want to see Stone Cold versus Goldberg. Like those are the matches you want to see. Because people forget this, but with a lot of f- hardcore wrestling fans, they didn't really fucking like The Rock. 
because the rock was so idea. fucking cutesy because it all right here's the thing but why don't you the, like rock the rock is not funny i'm so sorry guys oh is the that true is, is that funny. true that's not true it he is, is true. funny in pain and gain he is funny in pain and gain he is funny in movies he is funny when professionals write for him occasionally the rock would be super funny when he was a heel he you know what he was he was the best at the Ric Flair character, yes. ever, he was the best yeah. I have money guy there's ever been. No one gives him, no one gives The Rock credit for being Ric Flair was the like jet flying, wheeling, dealing, blah, 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 blah. But The Rock was better because when Ric Flair would come out in a three-piece suit and talk about how much money it, wor- it was worth, it looked like a good suit. The Rock would come out in a dragon shirt and claim it was $100,000. Not only, no, like, if, that's you great. Think, if you think it was a fucking dragon shirt, you're fucking out of your mind. Um, it I'm was, not out of my mind. It was a fucking weird mesh leather shirt with weird red patches that in his book he claimed he had custom made at a store in Miami <laughs> that only opens for him. By the way, The Rock's book is insane because it's half yeah. written by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Then he, he clearly got way more famous and then they just have The Rock character write the other half. Yeah, and then he talks about how he DDT'd a woman on a football field. That's terrifying. Anyway, so here's what I'm saying is there's a lot. So basically people don't People want to see Stone Cold versus Hogan. They want to see the best, ver- the, the yeah, star versus see, the star. When they kept going icon versus icon, it's like that's not the two. They, everyone knows that it goes. The Rock is Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man Randy Savage. He is the also Rand number one. No, he's the one A, and he yeah, he's the one. But that's the same thing as what I'm saying. Now he's not. Now he's like, I disagree. I did like to me as a wrestling fan. I'm like, oh, The Rock's back. But if they were like. It's Stone Cold Cena. Get this. They've replaced all of Stone Cold's bones. <laughs> um, I'd be like, finally. Like, if they... Yeah. Like, look how many times they put Stone Cold in as a special guest referee in the subsequent years after he retired. And it was also because they didn't have a relationship with The Rock as well, but they were still... Like, Stone Cold also needs that money more than The Rock does. does like the he? Rock, you can sell the idea of, like, come back and whatever... Because you like wrestling and like he's such a fucking you know he's a third generation guy. Yeah, like, wrestling is just like a thing his family does, and he likes doing it. And he's good, and he's good at it. And it's fucking aside from the money, I'm sure it fucking feels good to have ninety thousand people cheer your goddamn name. I've, I don't like it, but um, you're but he you're right. Like Stone Cold is very much like the badass ass kicker, and it's the, also the, it's yin and yang to even like Flare Rock would have been amazing, but it's. It's that yin and yang of the no. two big, but I'm just saying the two big WWF, the perennial champions, the people what yeah. everyone was watching was Hogan, Austin. Now, if you listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, that fat fuck lies and goes, oh, we were always building towards Rock, or we were always building towards Hogan, Austin, but we needed to do Rock, uh, Hogan first, which is an absolute lie. I think Austin didn't want to work with Hogan. No, neither of them wanted to. Neither and neither one of them wanted to lose to the other one. Yeah. And The Rock doesn't give a fuck. He'll do business. Because this was also by the time, this is The Rock's ascent into being a fucking movie star. Mm-hmm. And he's in like four or five movies. He's making a shit ton of money. And I think he is aware of what his value is now within the company and knows that he can fucking take a loss or two. He's also third generation star, as you said. So he's a little bit more... Um, the Rock never cared to do jobs. He never yeah, cared about just, doing jobs. He never cared about doing jobs. So they do that match. Uh, the crowd... Goes nuts for Hogan. Um, the next day, he goes to Montreal and isn't allowed to speak for like five minutes because 
they're giving him a standing O. So the Hulk Hogan face turn is in effect. And it's the kind of thing where, like, of course Hulk Hogan's a baby face. Because he's also back in the fed. Like, the, the other thing is, and this is brought up by... Yeah, Dad came sh- home. Uh, it would be also brought up by friend of the show, Brandon Burns. He never watched WCW. Yeah. He didn't know. Like, he's like, he knew Hogan was over there, but he hadn't seen Hogan in nine years. Yeah. And now he's back? Every time... It's just every time someone comes back from injury or every time come, someone comes back because they've had a contract dispute or something, they are now a babyface. Like, make no mistake. Like, Triple H Triple H would tear his knee up and the angle would be that, like, I raped my wife. And, and I and, and I, I strained I, my knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he rips his and then he comes back and nine months later, no one gives a fuck. He's... Because you, you want to see this dude again. Yeah. What's also then... Yeah. And it, I mean, there is such a thing as like a one night thing where everyone's like, "Oh, super pumped to see him." And the next week, you're like, "Oh, this fucking guy, I hate this guy." So I mean, like it, everything's uh, things could change very quickly. I should say, Hogan comes back. He immediately starts feuding with the NWO of uh, Nash and Hall because they said, "Oh, and yeah. now it's like and so it's Rock and Hogan versus Nash and Hall." Well, they also do the a thing where Nash and Hall come out and attack, and Hogan and the Rock walk back together, and it's a big sort of moment. And I will tell you, I did really enjoy that. <laughs> Well, then Hogan switches his, uh, his stuff for... he switches After a couple weeks, he switches the NWO stuff. But in a move I really like, he sticks with Voodoo Child yep. as his entrance theme. And he's coming out just basically full... Like we talked about this in the first episode. Full superstar Billy fucking Graham. Yeah. Like tie-dye pants. He's got the boas. I really like the boas. I really like the air guitar. Like absolutely boas, everything about the new Hogan. Guitar. Because it was like Hogan, it's, it's new Hogan. In a way, but it's it's old Hogan. You know what I mean? It's just like, let's also take everything. It was like when The Undertaker did The American Dead Badass, yeah. where it's like you take everything that worked of the, over the last, like, how much, what has it been? Like 30 years of this character, and you're now make, making it. What's also, the thing with it is it's the Boas, he also is still called Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And by the way, he yeah. wins the title pretty quickly after WrestleMania 8. Like, doesn't he win it from someone within a couple of months? He because uh, I think he yeah. gets the title. Yeah, he beats. Yeah, he beats Triple H. And he beats Triple H for the. T- they put the belt back on the fucking guy, like because he was so fucking hot, man. Of course he was. You understand? It was the Hulk Hogan retirement tour that then wasn't over quick enough. Is what happened. Because if you watch, like he wins the title, right? Everyone's super excited. There's there's episodes of SmackDown because he wins the title. There's ep- but there's episodes of SmackDown where like Hulk Hogan's doing the like. WWF Attitude Era stuff, and it's just like you can see clearly see you're like this doesn't work. Like, and I mean, of you, I tell you that, and you're obviously like, yeah, of course it doesn't. What work. do you mean by the WWF Attitude stuff? Like he gives just like to he hand? walks up in the back. And oh yeah, right there, not working. <laughs> yeah, he walks up to someone in the back, and they do a little sketch. Like I, the minute and a half long, like Kurt Angle's a dumb guy. Edge is playing a kazoo. Hulk Hogan's there. And it's like these two, Kurt Angle and Edge, are, have this like rhythm to them. Can you, by the way, find me one person that enjoyed any of those sketches? Because I have Don't yet- got right here, baby. Did you like them? Of course I love them. I tell the lie. Kurt Angle and Edge? Yes, please. Anyone else? You think you know me. You think you know me. You think you know me. That's super funny. I agree. Those guys, fucking great. And I'll give you this. Kurt Angle and Edge and even Christian, those guys are actually funny, not in the way The Rock is. Yeah. In... And I would say this, Kurt Angle especially, I recently went back and watched some of his stuff from around this era where they're transitioning from like 
Um, Kurt Angle, like, good to see everybody. I'm a bad guy, though, to, like, crazy wrestler Kurt Angle. And he is so fucking good at everything he's ever fucking done. Yeah. You can't put Hulk Hogan in the same room as that guy because I do feel like Hulk Hogan's like, I'm the best wrestler in the world, brother. And Kurt Angle probably like is sizing up his back and like, I could kill him. I could kill him in <laughs> seconds. Well, Kurt Angle also, this leads into the other thing, right? Where they they have a match where Ho- Kurt Angle is the first person to make Hogan submit. Um, in WWF, at least, I'm sure. Yeah, in the WWF. Like, actually taps out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but then Hogan complains about working with Kurt, basically, that Kurt, like, stiffed him a bunch. And of then course. Later in TNA, Kurt Angle was like, yeah, Vince just told me to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they worked together in TNA, Kurt was like, Hogan was, like, kind of sussing him out or whatever. And, Kurt, like, first thing Kurt Angle did was shake his hand and be like, yeah, sorry, Vince McMahon told me to beat the fucking shit out of you, so I did. Um, Which is fucking crazy. Like, why? I love you, <laughs> why? Vince. Oh fuck, Terry! <laughs> like yeah. it's terrifying. Good, go get Terry. Okay, so Hulk Hogan became WWE Tag Team Champion. Who was his partner? Who did they beat? Edge was his partner. Who did they beat? Oh, I have no idea. I had no idea this even happened. They beat Billy and Chuck. Oh no! And then Real American played because Real Americans aren't, aren't fucking gay. gay. <laughs> Not gay. Oh. <laughs> uh, I really wish the first game. Who the fuck? There's gonna be a gay marriage. First gay marriage with Trump in office. Here's what's gonna happen. Carl, <laughs> I love you. Steve, boot stunner. No marriage. Not allowed. <laughs> Trump. Trump. <laughs> How many WWF world? You guys wanna see me? Stop my goddamn mud hole. These gay guys give me a hell yeah. <laughs> Why isn't anyone cheering for my homophobia? How many WWF champions do you think voted for Trump? I think the only one you can't be sure didn't was The Rock, and that's only a can't be sure. <laughs> you think CM Punk voted Trump? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's a straight-edge superstar. Yeah, 100%. He's he pro- straight-edge. Well, people would want for me to vote Hillary, so I'll vote Trump. Yeah. I'm every shitty high school kid. <laughs> No, he's probably a great guy. Phil, if you're listening, fill me. Suck my dick. I'm going to fill you, fill your wife. I will cuckold both of you. (laughs) I will cuckold your wife. I will cuckold AJ Lee, and I will cuckold. I have no idea what happened, and I find it all so weird, that because this is a retirement tour that goes on for too long, and this culminates in WrestleMania 19, the match... That was him and Vince that Vince wanted to put on last that he thought was like, it's finally me versus Hogan. Well, you you skipped some stuff like you skipped Hogan. So Hogan uh, jobs to Lesnar uh, and with with the bear hug, he passes out. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, he, can't, he, can't take, he can't take it. You know what I mean? Because this is the beginning of Big Brock Batty Boy. Yeah, the Batty Boy Brock. Yeah. He's the Batty Boy. So... Yeah, he jobs to uh, to Lesbio, so he jobs to Lesnar, and uh, he wants his win back, right? So this is this is the you're sowing the seeds of because it's been all good now. Like Hogan came out, he was a heel, he did business, he lost to The Rock. Mm-hmm. He then huge babyface response. They put the title on him. Hogan wanted that. He loses Triple H. That's fine. They give him the tag titles. That's fine whatever now he's like losing a match because he has to drop the tag titles to christian and lance storm the un-americans 
which like the un-American, three seventy five percent of that match is Canadian. So he has the job. I'm sure Edge took the fall, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's no, on the losing team. Now he's facing Brock. He jobs to Brock and does like a submission. Like he sub- like he fucking passes out and yeah. Brock does a beatdown afterwards. Like fully fucking kills Hulk Hogan. To put over, because this is the midst of Brock Lesnar yeah. bad boy tour. Go, yeah, going into the Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania 19, where it's Vince versus Hogan. Like, who is Vince McMahon? How nuts has this guy gone? In, But this is the full beginning. In the wake of the XFL failing and taking over WCW, Vince McMahon, it was like the greatest achievement and something he'll hate everyone forever with happened at the same time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's... So, the XFL is such a public failure. It cannot be understated. It's a public failure they're going to be continually reminded of. ESPN just did a documentary about it that I am so desperate. To, do you understand how catastrophic money-wise the XFL was like? They hired so many people, produced so many TV shows, everything. Opie and Anthony both bought houses off of the salary they earned for a year. They earned hundreds of thousands of dollars because they were the hosts of XFL Game Day. How the fuck did Vince McMahon not know that that was such a crazy idea and that maybe he shouldn't be in charge of the next idea? Because following that up, the um, Hogan-Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania is great, but the idea that he wanted that to go on last is fucking crazy. And it's also crazy how good that WrestleMania is despite it being at this time period. And I think partly it's because he's like, who cares what the other matches are? We've got this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot to do with it is that he did it again. Like, he did the rock and wrestling thing. He made wrestling a, a global, uh, now a now actually gl- like a global empire out of a wrestling organization, which no one thought was possible. And now, like, he took a touring company, a small theatrical touring company, if you think about it, that would do like big business, yes, but small theatrical, and made it a worldwide thing, and now he's done it again. Of course, he feels untouchable. She so was doing the XFL, so of course, in his mind, he can actually fight Hulk Hogan. Because if they got an actual fight, maybe maybe Vince got something for him. Because I mean, they're both no, neither of them can move. They're all they're bold men. But that match, um, of course, if you've ever. Is seen it. Um, it's really good, and they're really good at wrestling. Oh wait, I'm lying, of course. <laughs> but they both like bleed. Like oh, Vince gets hit with a pipe. It's fucked. He gets hits with a pipe. What's he gets hits? hits with a pipe. <laughs> fucking loser. I'm not a loser. You are. You're gay. You're actually a fucking idiot. Oh, am I? I didn't know that was true. Well, you do a podcast with me. What does that make you? Really cool. Oh, okay. So now the, this is the the because Hogan wins. I believe he beats Vince at WrestleMania. Yes. Um, and then this then leads to their continual feud. He eventually, I don't know why Mr. America, I refuse to learn about this period of wrestling because I hate it so much except for WrestleMania and Billy and Chuck. This time, I loathe it. So Mr. America basically came about because Hulk Hogan in uh, storyline, and I'm assuming in kind of in real life, his uh, contract was coming to an end. Yeah. So they were like, Hulk Hogan can't wrestle in the WWE anymore. So? It'll be Mr. America. Yeah, which is basically just the Dusty Rhodes Midnight Rider angle, a bunch yeah, of things exactly. like that. Then they actually do co- second time. Also, they get sued by Marvel because they say it's too close to Captain America. So that's fun. Second it's time- like he came uh, full circle. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, Hulk Hogan was actually because when he won the WWF title, mm. it was when they made the switch to the WWE. 
So he's technically the first WWE champion. Isn't that crazy? Holy shit. Yeah. Then, so, wow. So they do Mr. America. Yeah. Isn't that fun? It is. They finally get rid of Mr. America because there's a contract dispute and they end it. They don't renew his contract and they just show a clip of him taking the mask off, revealing himself to be Hulk yeah. Hogan. But it was like a really well-timed thing where they actually did have him take his mask off and be like Hulk Hogan and go shh towards the camera. Yeah. And uh, then they and then the next week he's like, this is fucked. Like my payoffs are going down because he does come back to the Fed again for another run. But it's once again about payoffs. Like Hulk Hogan's a bottom line baby. Yeah. Like I said, businessman, right? He oh. knows he's worth more than what he's getting. That's and why we'll talk about when he gives the business in the next half. But we're not there yet. We still got to cover. Um, so Captain. So the thing is, now he goes on the Hulkamania Forever tour with Ric Flair, also known as Let's Go to Australia and bum everybody else out. <laughs> John Robertson, our friend, saw this live, I think, and he mm-hmm. described it as like. It was so sad because he's like, because they were big built, big-ish buildings, but like you were close enough that you could see them move. Like you could see like, yeah. And like Ric Flair wasn't prepared. And we, we, what was the undercard? Nasty Boys. Orlando Jordan versus, no, fuck, that was another one. That's a different one. That's a different one. Orlando Jordan versus the Ultimate Warrior, sorry. And that was. <laughs> that's something else entirely. That's something I just wanted to talk about. Where, oh, like, that's something all I ever want to talk Ultimate about. The Ultimate Warrior would never. We talk about this in the Warrior episode, I'm sure, but the Ultimate Warrior would just be like, who will wrestle me? And no one wanted to. I like, yes, Orlando Jordan. Orlando Jordan, I don't know if we'll ever do an episode on him, but I want to because his, his TNA character uh, was that he was bisexual and his theme song was uh, DTF, baby. So his theme song was like, I'm down to fuck um, and he, to wrestle. Do you want to know why they made his character bisexual? Because he is bisexual. He is bisexual. Possibly also the reason why JBL's not his friend anymore. <laughs> Probably not. Hey, uh, are you guys, do you guys in love with each other? Yes, I am a gay man, and I'm, yeah, hilarious. get out of here. here. Yeah. You scoot. Yeah. Hey, 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 pup, hey, pup, hey, pup. I don't go for that. <laughs> Teeny wieners. Yeah. <laughs> That's stuck in my head now. Oh, hey, we got, um, I would love if I went to a bar and the guy demanded to see my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be 350 and show me your cock. Okay. What? Your dick's not big enough. Get in the chamber. We get to throw bananas at you, and then you gots to leave. Who wants to suck me? <laughs> so I will say this before we go to break. This was uh, one of... So he goes to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. He also does a small and kind of bizarre foray into... Uh, TNA where Jeff Jarrett cuts a promo on him when they first first fucking get on Spike. Jeff Jarrett cuts a promo no, on no, Hulk it's, Hogan. It's earlier than that. It's before they actually even okay. get to they. It's they're moving on to television before the, uh, and going away from the weekly pay per view model. And how they spike it is Hogan's in Japan doing a press conference for New Japan. They're in talks to come in and they say, "Hey, can we shoot this angle?" And Jarrett fucking marches in and fucking hits him over the head with a guitar. That says TNA on the back. That says TNA on the back. And then they... Jeff Jarrett sucks. And then Hogan does not end up signing with them. But they have that video footage that they they run for years. And why wouldn't you? Oh, it was... Him not signing at that point was actually better than anything. Yeah. Because when he finally got there, by the way, it was horrendous. But we're not there yet because he still has to go back to the Fed again for his... 
saving of Eugene at WrestleMania 21. We're going to get into Hulk Hogan's third run in WWE and, of course, talking about what everyone wants to talk about. Hogan Knows Best after the break. Have you ever watched an episode of Hogan Knows Best? Uh, well, I mean, I'll just ruin this before the break then. Fine. He goes to a funeral and he wears a black do-rag, which makes me realize that Hulk Hogan has casual and formal do-rags. Oh, that's not, <laughs> even, that's not even all of it. We can really get into that. All right. Other, okay. Here's the plan for the other back half of the episode. This is the, this is Hogan the knows best. seeds of do-rag. Yeah. No discussion of the trial. Brooke Hogan will be discussing her hip-hop career. We'll be discussing By the way, and her romance with Randy Orton. Can you also... What? Not in a real life. Okay, good. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of The Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to The Wrestler Review. Of course, you also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. And we're black from Blake, which means that Hulk Hogan wouldn't like us. Ah! Oy, 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 Not that he doesn't like black people; it's just that he thinks they should be less. Do you know what? On April second, two thousand five, what happened? Hulk Hogan returned to the WWE by stopping a terrorist from attacking a man with mental de- uh, deficiency in the ring. That's true. He was elected into the. WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. He saved uh, Eugene from Muhammad Hassan and Davari. In hindsight, the most uncomfortable segment in the history of WrestleMania. If you think about it, it's a man pretending to be retarded. Yeah. Being attacked by a man who's Italian. Yeah. Who's pretending to be a Muslim terrorist. I mean, that's just what wrestling is, but continue. And, yeah, but this never... When you find out the Sheik... The Sheik and Sabu were both just Italian dudes. There's so much. Nikolai Volkov was just an, the only guy who actually is for, is is the Iron, Iron Sheik. Sheik, and he's nuts. Everyone else is a French Canadian. Yeah, everyone else is a French Canadian or, or an Italian. Yeah, exactly. Wahoo McDaniel, I think, his real name is Ralph Daniel. If they ever Wallman. find out about Greek people, like just people from oh, they're gonna they're, Greece, they're gonna be like, ah, oh, our new Arabs. Yeah, <laughs> finally. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this was the new Arabs. We are shortly removed. If you guys, because you guys probably listen to the Scott Steiner episode. Hopefully, if you haven't. Please go listen to the Scott Steiner it's, episode. It's, I think it's our Godfather too. <laughs> <laughs> so Steiner, uh, this is shortly removed from basically the debate Scott Steiner and Chris Nowitzki have, where Chris Nowitzki outlines why going into invading Iraq is essentially illegal, and then Scott Steiner says, "You got fucking gay hair," <laughs> yeah. and then just starts making plane noises, and everyone <laughs> cheers. And remember this. Never again. Never again, motherfuckers. (laughs) So only, it's been 12 years, and finally America was catching up with how racist wrestling is. Isn't that fun? First of all, 
They've never caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never will. There still was a black president during a period of time, which, keep in mind, Vince, this is the craziest thing. Vince McMahon mm-hmm. knows the president. Intimately. Intimately. He's been punched in the face by the president. <laughs> Vince McMahon's been punched <laughs> in the face by the president. He sold that shit. <laughs> he sold that shit. So, yeah, this is all basically a build-up to the premiere of Hogan Knows Best. Best. Co-starring Brian Nobbs sometimes. Brian Jerry Sags. When Hogan Knows, Knows Best, Sags. by the way, the first episode uh, shows this, and you already see the strain of, because the cameras aren't really aware that he's on them, yep. and he's in this giant like cafeteria area in the bottom of the Anaheim Pond, wherever they are, the Staples Center for WrestleMania Goes Hollywood for WrestleMania 21, and Linda's like, Terry! Terry, tie your boots. He's like, I got it, Linda. I, I've got it. And like, and like, Brooke and Nick are like, just let him go. He's got to go to work. And then like, he puts the boa off the back of a chair and like, kind of poses for his family and then walks out. And you're like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> this is so bad. And then, I gotta say it. It is the best part of that WrestleMania by far. Yeah, of course. And I know it's coming. It's the exact opposite of when Eugene is attacked by Sandman at the second ECW one. <laughs> <laughs> Where he saves Eugene, and then a year later, Sandman is beating the shit out of him because he's a handicap. It's not even a year. It's more than a year later. But, but I yeah. like you guys. Oh my Fuck God. you. Dad's drunk. <laughs> oh, my God. Eugene was a character for a long time. Yes, he was. Do you know what the original plan for Eugene was? Yeah, it was the ripoff. It's so funny that there were three things that... No, two things that ripped off South Park at the same time. It was revealed that he's not actually handicapped, mm-hmm. and that was also a Johnny Knoxville movie and that Cartman episode of South Park where he pretends to be handicapped, like legitimately the same thing. Yeah, and it was also the reason why, and it was going to be he was Eric Bischoff's like plan. Yeah, that he had a spy, and that's how he knew everything. And then they're yeah. like, "Now it's funnier if he's just a re-re though. Like it's funny." I think that. they just probably focused through that one, and people were like, "You're a monster," and left the room, and they were like, "Doesn't." Like, <laughs> like yeah. I. But the thing is, is Nick Dinsmore apparently like Nick Dinsmore was the first big breakout star of their development territory when they went to OVW. Yeah, name was, they named him Mister Wrestling. Like they loved him, and yeah. then they, and I gotta tell you, and this is a diversion, but we're gonna get back to Hogan in a second because I don't really want to do a Eugene episode because we'll go to jail because it will. No, end, we won't. We're gonna it, do a Eugene. It'll episode. end with me just going. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I will. And I'll start with that, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just we'll be fucking. <sighs> and then we, your thick dick in my mouth. Ooh. Much like when Hollywood Hulk Hogan had sex with Heather Clem. Anyway. That um, never happened. So this is the... That did happen. We have a videotape. No, we have a videotape of I'm it. a truther. <laughs> You're a Hogan sex tape truther? Yeah. It was it's a conspiracy. It was an inside job? Yeah. <laughs> uh, inside Clem. <laughs> you can use that. You can use that. Um, so Hogan is now back... Not very like makes sporadic appearances after this yes. appearance. He fights Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. In by the way, if anyone else did what Shawn Michaels did in this match, would have been fired and never spoken about again. And they very don't true. care at all. He trolled Hulk Hogan. If you've never seen this match, Hulk, Shawn Michaels does the job to Hulk Hogan, but literally takes a boot. He the way he takes a boot is he he does a bump. Stands back up, bumps again, stands back up, does a pirouette around the entire ring, falls down, takes the leg. And when he takes the leg, he also jumps up and takes a bump. Basically does a kip up. Yeah. Like, 
It is the most bullshit thing. Like, and Hogan says, like, that's the most unprofessional bullshit that's ever happened to me in the ring. And this is why, whenever people say, "Oh, he's a good guy, Shawn Michaels," so Hulk Hogan. No, the reason why the Shawn Michaels run is this is also Hulk Hogan's comeback. He feels that Hulk Hogan knows best as his success. He's building up back into his profile. Does not want to lose to Shawn Michaels because originally it was going to be. Um, uh, a three-match exchange where Hulk would win the first one, Sean would win the second one, and then there would be a rubber match. By the way, they have never had a three-match series with big legends in the WWF ever. This always fucking happens where one of them goes, uh, instead of doing something cooperative and helpful, I'm just going <laughs> to tell you to go fuck yourself. Yes, they have. Who? I guess you could say uh, Michael's an undertaker. But that was only two. Yeah, but best of three is decided by who wins two, isn't it? So... Undertaker 2 nothing Shawn Michaels. So technically they've done it. Fuck you, John. Wow. Also the uh also uh Hogan uh Hogan Rock. They just don't do one one. They just the guy gets the one on the back end, baby. When did the fuck that when did they do when did they do uh No, the the Ho- the second Hogan Rock one was the weird other Montreal screw job they never talk about. Well, they always do the Montreal. They have like a clock where it's like it's been nine months. Do the screw job angle. Yeah, do the needless screw job angle. Then, well, yeah. By the way, I still say definitely a plan all along. Ooh, I agree with Sean Waltman. That's I always actually. Make sure, is I always the make, truth. I always make sure I agree with Sean Waltman on everything. <laughs> Meth, great. Yeah. Screw job, inside job. Again. We cannot recommend this enough. Go find the Steve Austin interview with Sean Waldman where, what's meth like? It's great. <laughs> it's great. So, Man Hulk Hogan. meth into his, uh, into his arm and stood still so long that he broke through his cowboy boots. That's fucking insane. So, Hulk Hogan, um, he's doing this angle with Shawn Michaels. Uh, like you said, it's supposed to be a best of three, but then after that, and I actually understand that. Like, if you're gonna do job to me, but make it look like it, like fucking be the biggest cock in the world, which is why I think Shawn Michaels is like he's a big giant dick. Yeah, he's still a fucking dick. He just knows he just knows that he can't be that much of a cock anymore because he's not number one, and he'll never be number one again. Thank God. Exactly. Anyway, so Michaels, uh, so they do the big match. Hogan wins. This is something that makes me angry. So. They do a Hogan-Randy Orton angle. Randy Orton is doing the legend killer gimmick, right? Hogan beats Randy Orton, and then that's it. Because <laughs> he's Hollywood fucking Hulk Hogan, baby. I, no jobs. I, I did a job it. to Lesnar, and that's the last fucking time. Yeah, I'll job to Lesnar because... The only time I lay on my back is when your wife's sitting on my dick. <laughs> All right? So you shut the fuck up. Are you reading from the minutes of a Vince McMahon halt Terry Belay <laughs> Do you th- do you think any wrestlers have tried to fuck Linda McMahon? Mm, yes, I agree. I, not only do I agree, I would believe that Vin- Linda has fucked a wrestler. Yeah, like Vince just McMahon's like, dick is the Intercontinental Champion I would believe for that life. Nick Bockwinkle has fucked Linda McMahon. I love that it's why Nick Bockwinkle. He just seems like the most sensible guy. You know what? Well, Linda, as you can see, the only <laughs> the only feasible action we can do right now. Is missionary sex, ergo, <laughs> let's go to bed, baby. Here's the thing that I'm gonna say. I 100% agree with you. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely Nick Bockwinkle, and there's not much you can tell me to dissuade me from that. Like, oh, who was it that it wasn't Nick Bockwinkle? Like, no, it was definitely Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah, makes sense. I believe it. <laughs> so, believe it. 
We're gonna skip. We're we're skipping over some of Hogan's small time stuff. Hogan knows best. Yes, life changing. Yeah, we all please know watch that. it. The fact that his son's technically a murderer. Not really something we're gonna discuss. Cause it's <laughs> so sad. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sad that I wasn't around for your childhood, Nick. So I'm gonna give you a rocket ship that's a car. And here, your friend's a war veteran. Make sure that he's you don't kill him with this car. <laughs> Isn't there one episode where it's like? I gotta go to work. The nasty boys take care of Brooke for a bit, and it's just like you're gonna hang out with your uncle Jerry and Brian. It's like, why does a twenty-two-year-old woman need to be babysat by these flea market hockey card dealers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's I gotta sell Pokemon cards now. It's terms, fucking horse shit. In terms of the sitcom, uh, in terms of reality shows that were actually sitcoms featuring weird celebrities, I loved as a child. Here's how it goes in terms of legitimacy and order. Osborne's number one in terms of making sense and not clearly fake. Then very far away at number two is Gene Simmons Family Jewels. Yes. And then number three is Hogan Knows Best. Really? Hogan Knows Best is insane. What was the beer, what was the series where Rob Van Dam taught people how to wrestle and Todd Bridges wrestled in a leather fedora? It was great. Oh, that celebrities was, learn that how to wrestle. That was, was like Hulk Hogan and, and uh, that was celebrity wrestling championships. That was Eric Bischoff's one of his first forays into producing. It was beautiful. Oh my god! Todd Bridges was a hell of a goddamn worker. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, man, he knows how to fucking cut a promo. He cut a promo so good, didn't get convicted for clearly murdering a crack dealer. <laughs> Don't believe me? That's where Johnny Cochran came from. It's one of the craziest court cases. You'll ever read about. That's fucking insane. Oh my god! If you think, well, OJ clearly did something and got away with it. It's like that's nothing. Like OJ, yeah, there was some mitigating circumstances, and the LAPD definitely botched the investigation. Todd Bridges is like, he did crack because of you people, and you're what? Let him go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy doesn't deserve to live in the first place. Good point. Yeah. The man I like from the picture is out. Remember Gary Coleman? We do. It's not him, but he knows him. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Speaking of people that know Gary Coltman, bet you Hulk Hogan's met him a couple of times. So, let's get to the second Monday Night Wars. Oh, okay, so Hogan comes in with Eric Bischoff to TNA. Now, they are brought... This has only come out recently, and this is where I'm going to shine. Brought in by Spike TV. Yeah. Not by TNA. Oh, no, Spike TV. So, they basically... Paid them to come in because they yeah, were like... Yeah, Spike TV also paid for Kurt Angle. They paid for Sting. They paid for a lot of people. Yeah. Because they were like, we need to fucking... Yeah. We need somebody to fucking... Yeah, we need to fucking fight Vince McMahon and fucking do this. Yeah. For some reason, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan were like, we're going to go on to Monday night. And everyone... This is one of the few times that like Dixie Carter was like, don't know if that's a good idea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was super fun. I remember this day. It was super fun. And uh, Jeff Hardy showed up at the end. It was super fun. It lasted, what, three weeks? And then they it lasted like very briefly. Because Hulk Hogan booked himself as the strongest man in the promotion. We didn't get to this in the Abyss uh, episode, which I am fucking sad we didn't. Because um, the Abyss I forgot episode, about, by Hulk the way, Hogan. can I just say this, but Tina, before you go into this, and this is a great point that you brought to my attention. And the more we go into TNA as like part of people's careers, it literally goes from like some odd things have occurred, but it's a typical wrestling career to, and then they get to TNA, set your expectations for bemused <laughs> and get ready to hear some shit. Cause then it's just like, he got to TNA and then they gave him the gimmick of a man who eats 
his own shit. <laughs> and for the next four years, him and the faction, the Serotonin Boys, yeah. ate their own shit. Well, that's the problem with TNA when you're looking at people's career, because Hogan is obviously the exception to this, and Kurt Angle is as well. Um, and guys like that who are already established, but it's like WCW 2000 without the big paychecks. Because like WCW 2000, you can be like, "Wow, that's fucking crazy!" All these guys had stupid. I like Rick Steiner was a wizard. That sucks, right? But at least Rick Steiner was making five hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Whereas in TNA, it's like, "Oh, I can't get indie bookings anymore because I just job to a filing cabinet." I also was Ric Flair already in TNA or was it Hogan first then Ric Flair? I am unaware of the timeline, but I do know it was like basically Hogan good guy, Flair bad guy. If you can imagine that. Well, yeah, they basically just did like here's a faction we're just gonna call Hulkamania. Yeah, well, because what they do is they elect representatives. Hogan scours for anybody that's like as big as him because he needs some. He can't have a representative. That's five eleven. God forbid. Even though it is a cruiserweight promotion, terrible idea. Be a terrible idea. So what they do is Hogan and uh, Hogan and uh, Flair give their Hall of Fame rings. So basically, you're already being like the WWE Hall of Fame is the best. So they give their Hall of Fame rings to AJ Styles. Is basically tries to become the Nature Boy. It's horrible. Oh yeah. And Abyss. Oh, this is the best. Still with a T-shirt in the pool styles becomes uh, Mr. Hulk Hogan and basically plays Big Eugene for this entire time. We and which we covered at um pretty exhausted length. And the the Abyss episode, I lose my mind. If you want to hear a man at his wits end, I was going through some stuff, and then the amount of times Raven beats Abyss. Is absolutely shocking. <laughs> but this is the thing. Through his entire TNA run, the story of Hulk Hogan is essentially that he is running the company, yes, but He's he also dick- can easily beat the shit out of anybody. Yep. The same thing with him, the same thing with Nash, the same thing with, pardon me, all these old guys they bring in. We can easily beat up Christopher Daniels, but watch Christopher Daniels wrestle for some reason. Well, the thing is, is they do a portion of what Paul Heyman said they need to do with TNA is, yeah, bring these legends in, but don't have them come out and be like, you'll see me in the main event. Have Hulk Hogan come out and be like, I'm here to fucking watch that, brother. Because that actually would add some legitimacy to fucking TNA, because that's the one thing TNA lacked is all the, like, like, fuck's sake, I actually liked when Christian was in TNA far more than when he was in the WWE. I thought his character was better. He was way more egotistical. He played this perfect sort of... He played the, my favorite type of heel that they very rarely do, which is the fucking Christian Leitner, like, I'm a smug dick. Yeah. And I get away with shit. Yeah. Because I'm that damn good. <laughs> yeah. And they, But they didn't have is anyone on the babyface side to really hip that up. And by the way, Hulk Hogan gets shit for being the one who comes in and does this. Mick Foley does it too. Flair does it. Like, Flair talks about the only good thing in TNA ever being him and Jay Lethal having a woo contest back and forth, and that Jay Lethal shouldn't have ever have done that, and it was disrespectful. Like, what the fuck they were thinking bringing in all these guys? It all then builds to the aces and eights angle, which is when it's, it's already gone insane. They have Sting Joker, which is so stupid, and yet I love it. Hogan wrestles Sting in a bound for glory in 2011. Like, December 2011, you're going with Hulk Hogan and Sting for your fucking main event. 
It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's like embar- Hogan and Hogan and also still, Hogan. Hogan he can't fall over because he has back fusion surgery. So this is like it goes nuts. The aces and eights thing is nuts because. But the aces and eights keep in mind during this so good. It begins so good, and the plan with it was supposed to be Hogan versus Bischoff. You can't do an invasion angle for the next twenty five years. That's a fucking. Rule I, I think twenty five years is far too generous. I would say <laughs> you can't do an invasion angle ever again, and you'll be lucky if you get two years before Vince McMahon's like, ah, it's DX and they're back. Only now it's Triple H and I'm gay. <laughs> Well, Hogan Hogan turns face and heel a ton in TNA. Of course, he just and every time Hogan turns heel in TNA, you're like, no, <laughs> like you don't. That doesn't. The only reason Hulk Hogan turning heel was a big thing was because of what it meant, and because it happened once. It's something exactly. you never think it was good. like. It's the thing when like whenever Ric Flair turned heel when they did that a lot in WCW before Hogan like he was flipping flop back and forth because like the fans loved to boo him basically so it'd be like you can make him a babyface for a bit but it was always like it was never shocking when he was like oh Ric Flair's been bad gone bad again like yeah. no one's like I think what that man with VD has betrayed us <laughs> well I mean after 15 years of being that good at something you just kind of are like. A heel. I mean, sorry, a face. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of a face. So, this begins the Bully Ray. Yes. Brooke, Brooke Hogan, Hogan romance angle. Keep in mind, not a real wedding, but they did have a real bachelor party. Because let me tell you about whatever Tommy Dreamer appears on podcast. He talks about how he loves to fuck. That guy <laughs> loves his dick in a wet pussy. There is one thing every yeah, ECW yeah, 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 alumnus yeah, 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 can agree yeah. on, and that is Tommy Dreamer had sex with every woman in that fucking locker room. <laughs> like, Francine yeah, and yeah, him, for yeah. sure, ended up marrying Beulah McGillicuddy. Mm-hmm. And, like, he'll talk about it. He's like, you always go to a strip club after a wrestling match, and my wife doesn't mind. It's like, you mean whorehouse, and your wife's upset. Because, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer, you are clearly just the heir to the Gambino crime family or something. And whatever. Yeah, he's deep into some shit. No, he's just like, he's the younger brother of the family that's like... Outsider. Yeah, you know, like, you know, Ricky sells machine guns under a bridge. And Tommy, he pretends to be uh, able to not die when you put barbed wire on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, here's a question I want to ask you. How long was Hulk Hogan in TNA? I'm going to say five years. Three years. It was three years. Four. No way. He was in for four years. How long was Hulk Hogan in WCW? 94. Okay. All right. I'll, five years. Five this. years. He was five years. Seven. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rank them. Like, he was in the AWA for four years. He was in the AWA and TNA the exact amount of time. Yeah. Same amount of time. Think about that. That's insane. That is fucking Think about crazy. all the things like... He literally comes up with his character. I understand he's like a young man. This man man. is, by the way, the most influential wrestler ever. If he decides to fucking bring it, your company's going number one. And the second he turns your back, you can kiss your ass goodbye. I will say this. He is uh, exactly what you said. He's one of the best wrestlers of all time. He cannot be an authority figure. Because in a cruiserweight promotion like this, you have to have him like off-camera talking and then doing live appearances... He he can be your like Jack Tunney raw raw guy, yeah, and maybe have a conflict with one guy once who's once. your champion, 
like he can have a conflict with like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but Matt Morgan because yes, Matt Morgan's can, like legit seven it, feet. He'll actually also, tower over him. But it's also one of those things where it can be a conflict in the same way that and they did it very well. And I wish they'd explored it a bit more. And it ended in a match which they shouldn't have, which is just DX and Sergeant Slaughter at the beginning of that, where it's just like you guys are just not following the rules. And like yeah. there was just it's a bit of a fucking animosity, but it shouldn't build towards a match. I don't understand wrestling's fascination of the last sort of twenty years of like. Get that old guy in ring with the young guy and make sure that neither one of them can cooperate properly. That's always been a thing, though. It you get the guy to rub, but, but then... if you watch the old ones, like if you watch Fritz Von Erich versus King Kong Bundy when King Kong Bundy puts Fritz Von Erich into retirement, and Fritz wins the match, by the way, just so you know how much he don't give a fuck about his own territory, that he's like, I'm retiring. I'm still beating that guy, though. And they're like, maybe yeah. that's not a bad idea. Maybe you should shut up or you end up like my sons in five years. <laughs> what? Because the other thing is, it's easy to think of when we were just kind of, it sounds weird, but we were kind of like lucky to have competition in wrestling on a wide scale Yeah. Um, when we were growing up because really wrestling is traditionally more like the like the four years Hulk Hogan spent in TNA where it's like an old guy being like, yeah, I mean, I used to be the shit and I used to be like the best and like, like if I walk down the street, way more people are going to know who I am versus you, but like... You're not beating me. Also, I can't fall on my back. Also, I can't do my finishing move, so I have to beat you with a punch. Enjoy. Yeah. You know, like, because... Oh, I can't lift you, and I will be wearing a do-rag, and also, shut up. <laughs> and it's the same trick, because he can do with those Spike TV executives, if they're there, he can set it up so Hulk Hogan gets a big pop, because he always can, because you'll always get a big pop with Hulk Hogan once. It's just those people won't come back again. You know? So, the way Hulk Hogan leaves TNA is Hogan refuses a legi- a contract offer from, offer from Dixie Carter on TV, mm-hmm. and she tries to get him to stay literally latching herself to his leg as he drags her down the ramp. That's how he leaves. That's how he leaves. That's how he leaves the like, company. fucking beautiful. Now, let's take a little step back before we explore his most recent run in the Fed. Mm-hmm. What is happening... In between his TNA run and the WWF run that we haven't talked about. Break up with Linda. Breaks up with Linda. Vicious divorce. Linda starts fucking a 19-year-old because Linda's <laughs> on the ball, baby. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Linda. Balls deep. Oh, yeah. she She's like, Hulk, I'm taking your money. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting this fucked by young cum. <laughs> you, my friend, can fuck yourself. Here are the things that I believe. He is gay with Bubba the Love Sponge. What? The following things are things she claimed. Gay with Bubba the Love Sponge. Him and Ed Leslie had sex. He was always on steroids the entire time and still does steroids. Which you're like, that's not true. That's not true, Linda. Because steroids people have a look and they don't look real weird like Hogan (laughs) does. Uh, Hogan then... um, No, you could... No, people... No, people use steroids and just look weird. There was a WC. There was a sorry. There was a UFC champion, a guy who got popped, who had the worst body, and he, and he got just popped got popped for steroids? for steroids. Yeah, he literally had a body like some people just can't look good. <laughs> His body was like he had he had a cow's udder for a chest. Like he just had eight. Like he had abs, but they were just like teardrop loose skin abs. I like that and long man nipples. And he could beat everybody up, and he was clearly on steroids. Nothing wrong with anything you're saying. Everything you're saying, I like. No, love. I love everything you're saying. <laughs> All right. 
So I love it. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan. And the date of the, you know when the sex tape would have happened? No, I didn't know. Let's get this deep. I don't. Let's get deep. Let's get fucking Heather Clem deep. Oh, buddy, it, the the sex tape would have happened in two thousand because uh, it was revealed in twenty fifteen. So re- he's like, so he said eight years ago he made bad comments when they caught him for the other part of the tape, which means it's two thousand seven. Which means he's leg dropping Shawn Michaels and have a fucking celebration. Oh! Heather Clem's cuckoo. <laughs> Drop the leg. Orton's down. Michaels down. Clem. Take a load after the buffet. Okay, so the thing you also need to know is at this point, Bubba Love Sponge is who, it, whose wife Hogan is fucking. They are best oh, yeah. friends. He's a morning radio host and is the worst. He, you may know him from he was brought in with Hogan for the TNA run. All morning be- radio hosts are shit. And became the uh, the exclusive interviewer for the band, which was that incarnation of the fucking. Oh NWO yeah, all T- the band in TNA. Uh, he also got um, he got suspended at one point. If I could interrupt, no, we didn't interrupt. We didn't uh, mention this. The TNA for those four years was like, what if they never came up with the NWO in 1994 WCW? So he knew the NWO formula worked. So he would literally go back and forth trying. Hulkamania doesn't work. Oh NWO. shit! I'll do the NWO. Yeah. NWO doesn't work. I'll try Hulkamania again. He just kept on doing it all the while, never being able to actually wrestle a match, just having to like lean up against the ropes while Sting punched him, and yeah. then and slowly luckily, be put on his back for and a pin. Luckily, by the way, it all worked out because all of those ideas were good and original, and everyone watched TNA, and they're not in crippling financial debt now. <laughs> oh wait, here's something to think of: the high point for TNA, legitimately the highest buy rate they ever had, was Samoa Joe Kurt Angle the first match. Everything else was just like no one cared. It's crazy. I, I completely agree. And look at where Samoa, nerds, Samoa Joe is now fucking in the Fed, probably going to be doing a WrestleMania match against um, Trips. You think? No. That's what they're talking about. Who knows? About. That's what they're Who talking knows? about. Who knows? He's going to have a Mania match. He's gonna. They booked him super strong. It's great. They booked him super strong. This is the one thing I would say. Someone has told Vince McMahon, you have to start letting people that aren't from your company do well. If not, it's literally we're just gonna it's just gonna be Roman Reigns and people are gonna lose their minds. Like Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Vince McMahon, judging by as we did talk about briefly, that XFL documentary, the thirty for thirty, um, Vince McMahon judging by only his face and the plastic surgery he's done on it, is not doing well. Uh he looks like the guy with bugs inside him from Men in Black yeah, kind he of is, now. He is so much th- I you it you it's where you see him at the attitude area, you see him now and you're like you look the same somehow, and yet, what's happened to just your head size? Because his body, yes, same he- size. Yeah, head small. It's like he walked up to a doctor and said, make me Goldie Hawn. Yeah. <laughs> Turn me in, mold me into something Kurt Russell wants to fuck. Yes, hello? I just saw, the, I just saw Beetlejuice, the end scene. I want to be like that. Not like, <laughs> not like Michael Keaton. Um, so he fucks... His best friend's wife, the band, by the way, so that um, uh, yeah. Bubble Love Sponge got fired, um, got into a lot of trouble. For and what does he say during the sex tape? Various things. No, the I'll most be, important thing. I'll be down in my office, baby. What does he say? Ugh, shouldn't eat at the buffet earlier. <laughs> also takes Hulkamania is not real. <laughs> also takes a also takes a phone call from his son. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bubba Love Sponge. We talked about that. Bubba Love Sponge. Bubba Love Sponge. Hey, Nick, you're on the line. He got fired from TNA because he was talking about how the um, 
Uh, oh yeah, he did like Earth, earthquake in Haiti was deserved, and those people are gross. And Awesome oh. Kong beat the fuck out of them. Oh yeah. yeah, Awesome Kong's the best. Yeah, that she was brought in to attack Michael Cole, and then never heard from again. No, you know what happened? She got pregnant. Is that what happened? Yeah, because Awesome Kong's the fucking best. She was just like, uh, oh, sick paycheck. I'm pregnant. Peace. <laughs> I fucking love her. Yeah, it's uh, great because they bring her in as Karma, and you're like, like immediately got pregnant. She won like four matches and then got pregnant. I didn't even know she did that. I knew that she co- debuted at the Rumble, attacked Michael Cole, and then they were like, bye-bye. People who have like, I, th- from what I don't know, I've never really heard an interview with a woman, but people in the wrestling community were like kind of mad at her and like, oh, she's kind of unprofessional. I'm like, well, you just don't know. This woman just doesn't. She's in wrestling because wrestling sought her out. She's like the only person in the last 15 years, but she just doesn't look like a chris masters or a roman reigns type thing she's just like a different look for like yeah she's something every female promotion would need which is like a big fucking badass and she can actually work not like you know nia Jax is kind of learning how to do it on the job and i'm sure she'll be good once she'll have the mark henry effect where she'll be good in five years once no one cares about her anymore and they've completely I disagree i still i like when mark henry was in the royal rumble he that was one of my highlights oh no 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 no. like no i mean like mark henry in 1996 couldn't do shit yeah and then everyone's like why the fuck is mark henry even still out here and then 2008 he became amazing oh when they did the mark henry like managed by teddy long yeah gonna beat the shit out of the undertaker and everyone's like Oh shit, sexual chocolate is fucking putting something on my Sunday. I like. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it was like they were like, uh, get dreads, but don't shave. But he's going bald, but he has dreads, so he just looks like Predator. It looks like Mark Henry had sex with Predator, and they made an amazing beast. Yeah. He's my most played video game character in the last 10 years. I'm always going Mark Henry. He's an 84. <laughs> You're about to fucking lose, Rey Mysterio. You bitch. <laughs> you punk fucking bitch. <laughs> so, big sex tape. Oh, what a sex tape. How much of it have the, you watched? Is, the sex tape. I have watched the whole thing. No, I have not watched it. I have watched it. I also knew it was Bubba the Love Sponge because I, li- I was listening to a lot of Howard Stern oh. when Bubba the Love Sponge worked for him. And you heard that voice right at the beginning where he's like, I'll be down in my office. And I was like, holy shit, that's Bubba the Love Sponge. That's Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Bubba the Love Sponge always talked about how him and his wife like to get fucked by other people. And he liked it. He was a big into the cuckold maneuvers. Yeah, he's a swinger. Yeah. And also, super fat guy who, not this wife, this wife made him lose weight, but his wife before, he was so fat that he couldn't wipe his own ass. So oh, his wife Jesus. used to have to put a, a towel on a stick to wipe his ass. Oh, it is that's sad. fucking horrendous. That's not good. That's not very good at all. Uh, also got fired, I think, for killing a pig live on air. What? That's how he got fired originally the first time he killed a pig live on I air. I don't like Bubba the Love Sponge. He's the worst. He's got... He's like if all of rural Canada was a man from Florida and had a radio show. All right, listen up, man. So we're going to kill a pig all live on air. Okay, gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. Heat, heat, heat. Don't got, don't pop for me. Don't pop for me. Okay, so Hulk Hogan, let's get to the other part of the tape, which I don't see a problem with. <laughs> the part of the tape that John likes. The part of the tape that is John's literal ringtone. Yeah, the part of the tape that I watch every morning before I start. The so, John... Would you mind giving an exact quote? Uh, so basically, Hogan then, for some reason, right after having sex with this woman, mm-hmm. then just starts talking about how he's like, maybe I am a little bit racist. This guy's pillow talk is woeful. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, maybe I am a little bit racist because, um, you know, his my daughter is being around a lot of black guys. He says something about black guys and not liking black guys. I don't actually know what he says. 
I just remember seeing it and it was like, well, say goodbye to Hulk Hogan for a bit. Yeah, because explain. All right, so you explain. Uh, oh, you want me to the explain circumstances the uh, of a the sex tape leak and b why the second part of the tape was leaked. Please. Okay, so basically what happens is this. Hulk Hogan's sex tape is uh, leaked to Gawker. Gawker puts it online. Hogan sends uh, legal representation saying, you don't have ownership of the tape. You have no right to announce that. We're not saying that you can do that. Gawker disregards it in the way that Gawker has before because they're a tabloid newspaper and feel that it's important. It's for uh, First Amendment right stuff in the United States. Um, Hogan launches a massive lawsuit saying that it's loss of income, which is true because um, he did lose a lot of income. He lost sort of his position as a wholesome gentleman the fed does take him the fed does the fed take him off tv for the sex tape he's not on the uh, tv for a minute there um the fed takes him off everything they take him off the hall of fame they take this him off everything not, yeah, they don't take him off the hall of fame for until the racial portion of yeah it the racial portion they do so sorry once they do that so then gawker's basically like, there's more of this tape do not continue with this lawsuit hogan goes screw you i'm getting my money um, Gawker's like fine. They threw intermediary inter uh, no through the deposition of the trial. They have to watch the whole tape that comes out and is reported as he's talking about all this stuff using racial mm. language, all that sort of stuff. Then the Fed drops him, all that sort of stuff. It actually was a bad idea for Gawker to do that because now he can claim loss of income directly due to their reporting, which was negligent on their part, which is mm-hmm. another reason why they lost that lawsuit. The other big reason is they had the financial backing of the guy who invented PayPal. <laughs> Because Gawker had outed him a as few, a gay man, as a gay uh, man. and he was like, you don't want to do this. You and then want- they did anyway, because they're like, what you going to do? Oh, no, we're done. Yeah, we're done. And he collapsed the Gawker website. Although all the other Gawker intermediaries continue. Yeah. They were very, very clever, and they probably expected this is how they would go down anyway, because that company was completely isolated from the other companies. Yeah. Hogan made $30 million off of it, so he and will be back at WrestleMania this year. Guaranteed. Exactly. Guaranteed. Which is his exact net worth, by the way, thirty million. Which means he had no money. Didn't have any money. Ho- uh, Linda Hogan wiped him out. Fucking insane. So here's some uh, here's some fun quotes. I will be playing uh, the racial right from the sex tape at the end. Of the Are episode. you gonna play? Yep, of course. Well, you have to play the but the, like. All right, I example. I, I gotta of, be honest. I didn't even know it was available for MP3. It is everywhere. All right. So here's some. How uh, did I not know that? It here's was some quotes. If she's gonna f. Uh, and oh, and no. make, at least it's make it uh, make it a rich one. I don't mm. give a f if she. And then that's an audible. An eight foot tall basketball player. If you're gonna f with ends, get a rich one. And then he said, "I'm racist to a point, you know. Fing ends. I don't know why I'm f fucking ends. <laughs> but then when it comes to nice people, so Hulk. And then the best fucking thing about this fallout." My favorite thing is that Hulk Hogan actually retweeted this. So Obama, because this was around the time Obama was on WTF. And then a guy tweeted, if Barack Obama can say the N-word, why can't Hulk Hogan? And Hulk Hogan retweeted it. No, he didn't. He honestly doesn't no, see he, he honestly doesn't no, he see didn't. a reason why a black man no, he didn't. <laughs> Yes, he did. No. It's in his Twitter archive. It's in his Twitter archives. Oh god, the Hulkster really fucked that one up. I might I'll try and get on his Twitter and fucking see if I can find that. Oh no. Hulkster. But he literally he's like, listen, Hulkamania runs wild in me. That's a black man. Same thing. Same thing. Here's what I know. 
I'm a white man. Why from can't Florida. I say it? I don't know. Brother, <laughs> listen to me, dude. You're you're not a person. You're essentially an ape that we learned to talk. You want to know what, dude? I'm glad Brother Trump defeated you in that election, dude. Honestly, dude, I don't see a reason why the back of the bus is such a bad thing. Yeah. Let me ask you this, I don't dude. Know what the, you guys won the right to be, horrible be in the front of the bus, dude. And yet you always sit at the back of the bus, dude. <laughs> They're just not people. <laughs> okay. Hulk Hogan. And basically, by the way, keep So in basically, mind, this is what happened. He's fighting for his life in that court case. Does he wear a bandana every day? Of course he does. Yeah. It's this is also the Hulk Hogan's penis thing. Um, so basically, he had to disclose in court that he doesn't have a ten-inch dick. Yeah, because he claimed on Howard Stern that he had a ten-inch penis, and then they're like, "Well, clearly your penis isn't ten inches long." There, I don't know what this is about, what this was pertaining to. But then he was like, "No, Hulk Hogan has a ten-inch penis. Tara Balea does not." Oh my God! <laughs> so basically, we're also by on. the way it goes back to this. Jesse Ventura went also on Howard Stern. They had a bit of a war of words on Howard Stern. Yeah. And this is when Jesse Ventura, like, just before Conspiracy Theory, when he was just writing books called, like, uh, Don't Start the Revolution Without Me and shit like that. Yeah. When he was, like, really into 9-11 truth, as opposed to now when he just talks about the Colorado airport and sues Chris Kyle, even though it turned out that Chris Kyle thing was actual bullshit. <laughs> um, he was like, oh, you and Hulk Hogan don't like each other. And Jesse's like, yeah, he fucked up the union. And he goes, and here's something else. Um, this woman claims sexual assault over a bunch of wrestlers, and she said one of them... Was hung like a baby. I knew that one was Hogan because he's hung like a baby. <laughs> I'd say he is a regular dick. He is a regular dick for his body. Like that's that's great. Yeah, and also he's got some weight behind him. Like that is some pressure on your fucking lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Hulkster weighing down on you. Yes, Hogan, please, baby. <laughs> so. Hulk Hogan, and now can you explain also why it's so important, like what basically this case, because as silly as it is, as silly as Hulk Hogan being like, this is the Hulkster's penis, and then he's, it turns out he's racist, and he's fucking a guy whose radio show he always goes on, who's like, and he's he best takes friend. He was fucking. Living, he was living at his house. It's yeah. jurisprudence to say that celebrities have um, a larger, have a expectation of privacy, even when it does pertain to something newsworthy it's also they need to go on the record and there's a bunch of bunch of factors towards it it's also very very specific in the wording and the damages they sought so a lot of people aren't going to be protected from this but it's very very fascinating that it happened and it's also very very shocking that they were able to shut down a media outlet for something like this where in the end all they should have done was just taken the tape down and they would have been fine but they fucking grandstanded because the thing is is no the internet. because they got letters saying take this tape down and then gawker was like no yeah no no, we're not going to. Because the thing is, is they got the reason why it also is they got burned from the Rob Ford thing previously, which is they did take it down, and it turned out to be true, and they looked like assholes. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that played a part in it as an editorial decision where they were like, "No, we've had these sort of stories before. We're not going to get screwed like we have been before. We know what we've got. We've got Hulkamania running wild all over a woman's pussy." Because <laughs> essentially, for a minute there, Gawker was just breaking horrible story after horrible story about celebrities. Yeah, that's like why they, they were, were they're called Gawker. Yeah, but they were like TMZ is like TMZ was the I heard that yeah. Brad and Jen are having problems whereas Gawker is like Brad fucked Jen's mom and killed her. <laughs> and then we have the tape. Yeah. Have we jacked off to the tape? 
Yes. Would yeah. you like to see the tape of us jacking off to that tape? You're already watching. Because it. <laughs> <laughs> it was essentially like this is deep throat, but we're naming our sources um, with no with real. What you say? I'm saying, not a German. Are you, say, are you saying it's it's deep throat and her name is Heather Clem? Ah! Turn the tape off. Burn the tapes. Burn the tape. Burn the tape. Bubba, and Dylan masturbating. Bubba the thug tip. sponge. <laughs> mm, fuck me. Fuck me, Bubba. Fuck me. Fuck me like a goat. <laughs> I guess. Does goats have sex? That's that's Bubba's noise. Oh, yeah, baby. So, what is your favorite thing about Hulk Hogan during this period of his life, John? Sex tape, obviously. Yeah, because <laughs> no yeah, he says what you think about black people. He says what I think about black people, and he treats no. that woman the way all women should be treated, as property. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my favorite thing is... I just want to point out that this podcast is going to ensure that neither one of us are running for political office ever in our lives. John, we would have to delete all the information we've ever put on the internet. We have... No, but this... Like, you and I would have to just kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) Just new names? No, you couldn't... Switch our bodies. You have to... We'd have to switch our bodies, names, and genders. Like, (laughs) the Barry Darso episode and this episode alone would be like, not only can you not run for president or prime minister, you're not allowed in this country. (laughs) (laughs) The things you say are too naughty. Yeah. New naughty. My favorite thing is probably his match against The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I like the... I like the match. I think that it's a good example of like people always characterize it as oh hogan went into business for himself but i think it was totally necessary it's one of those things where now you see guys go along like kevin owens went along with being a heel and has gone along with being a heel to the detriment of that company absolutely and kevin owens would just fucking went into business for himself a couple times like i mean he's not hulk hogan He's not making the money Hulk Hogan is. He would have been back on the indies, probably. But there's an outside chance he goes into business for himself and I, fucking makes it as not like... Not only that, by the way, Hogan didn't go biz- into business for himself. He tried, and yeah. then The Rock fucking counted. The one thing with that match is Hogan tries to big dick The Rock the way he big dicked The Ultimate Warrior, Yeah, and it doesn't work. That's why that match is very interesting. It completely goes to your correct point of if Kevin Owens went into business for himself, didn't let himself be taken over and eclipsed by Chris Jericho in this stupid angle that, yes, I find it funny too, but in this case, I agree with Jim Cornette. Funny don't fucking get you any money, cunt, because it's it's not interesting. I don't want the fucking champion of the world prize fighter badass hanging out with a dude in a scarf who's calling everyone stupid idiots. He should be embarrassed by this guy and beating the fuck out of Chris Jericho. Yeah. That's what he should be doing. He should have been doing it from the second he was like, you don't have a list. You got a problem with someone, Chris? You choke Mick Foley out with the scarf. That's what they should be doing, not a fucking brass knucks out of a shark cage. Eat my asshole. Yeah, they're doing the chicken shit heel too much with a guy. Like, that's the thing. And Hogan knew. Hogan was supposed to be the chicken shit heel, but then he was like, no. Uh, no, we got to flip this thing on its head. And uh, and The Rock did see Hogan was doing the facials to try and basically steal all the heat from WrestleMania and came back and stole some of it back for himself where it was like because Hogan was like came in the ring and was like doing the like oh I guess you guys like me and then Rock was just like do the fucking pose do your stupid fucking pose and then Hogan does the pose and it kind of makes him like Rock's like, A, I won this match. B, I'm telling you what to do. Like, do your fucking stupid shit. And also, The Rock is stood next to him doing the pose yeah. with him. Yeah. That's the that's the smarts of The Rock. And yeah. The Rock also being like, yeah, what are you going to fucking do? Yeah, I'll ride this train too. So what's the worst thing about Hulk Hogan during this period for you, John John? Mm, I'm going to say the formation of the faction Immortal. I'm upset we didn't get into that, the whole 
immortal versus what the fuck's it called? If we get any complaints about not talking about TNA enough. Yeah, shut up. Is Immortal versus Fortune, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Immortal versus Fortune. That's it was horrifying, I know that. It was Hulk Hogan, literally Hulkamania as a group of guys versus the new Four Horsemen. Yeah. And it's awful. It doesn't make any sense. Hulk Hogan has the worst t-shirts of his entire career, and he had some bad ones. <laughs> it's just terrible. I yeah. fucking hate it. Um, Although, this was also uh, this was also the Hogan change shirt. Where they took the Obama Obama's face and they put Hogan. Oh on yeah, it. yeah, it was great. Um, so oh. that was your that was the worst thing for you. Yeah, I mean TNA run. You gotta say when Hulk Hogan doesn't have an editor and he's allowed to be the strongest man in the company. You know what? Actually, I would say, and it hasn't affected him obviously till today because it's been so long. And but. The Randy Orton Hulk Hogan thing really made me mad at the time just because it's like, just let the young guy kill fucking Hulk Hogan. Is yeah. he as hot as Hulk Hogan? No. But no I is, mean... No one is as sweet as that man. But Randy Orton, legend killer, yeah, they did it for too long because they kept having to like go back to it because they tried to turn Orton face and then it didn't work. And then they had to turn him back into the legend killer, which is awkward and clunky. But like, you gotta fucking let him beat these people. I completely and it kind of is emblematic of exactly what they're doing in the Fed right now, where it's like Goldberg and Steen or Goldberg and Owens are going to wrestle at bat or at uh, the next PPs, and Goldberg's going to win. I don't think so. What I think is going to happen is that the world will end because that's the only way Goldberg doesn't win that match. <laughs> that's funny. Thank you. I'm a comedian. You are too. But it's like it's like what's it's what CM Punk said. He said. He's going to job, like, Goldberg's going to beat Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens is going to be the one on Monday. There's no reason to watch the show. Yeah. Like, why? You but having these people come in, be your best guy, and then leave. And it's the, the exact same thing Hogan did. The, the, Hogan beat we, Randy Orton, and then he was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Oh, beat Randy Orton. What's that? Hello, Heather. What, you got a gape that needs filling? <laughs> this old man who moves much like a tree versus this young guy who can run around, and now the old guy fucking wins. Like, fuck off. Whoa, language. Fuck off! Could you could you cool it, please? Do you know how many times in the UFC like there was a good fight where? Oh yeah, the UFC. Let's go. Yeah, the UFC. If they ever booked a UFC pay per view the way they booked the Fed, how imagine how crazy that would be. In this court, Chuck Liddell in 2017, and now Amanda Nunez not using her arms. I would fucking. <laughs> I would love to see if for one one pay per view as a way to spike it. If they go, we're booking this one the way they book it in the Fed, and it's gonna be Ken Shamrock versus the idea of a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like there's one. Uh, there's a guy Vanderlei Silva who they try to give him a rehab fight, and they were like, oh, he's a big killer. So they got a guy who they thought he'd just kill, and it would be like he'll be the first guy to knock this guy out. It's great, and the guy just knocked him out in like eight seconds and then everyone was like yeah i think he rent vanderlei should retire like and you don't need that to happen in ww because obviously there's a reason why wrestling is still around and like fake sports is great because sometimes you want to see the you want to see you know, obviously you want to see the fucking good guy win when the good guy doesn't always win so who you think the good guy is whatever but they just gotta not fucking do this and they're gonna do it again and hogan's very emblematic of that happening like in WCW run, uh, in his WWF runs even, like later on, the last two, he's very emblematic of the old guy comes in, beats young guy, then he's gone. Young guy has to show up on Tuesday and explain why he lost to old guy who's not going to be around for a fucking while. Mm -hmm. You know. 
Word, son. And then we nodded. So thank you very much for listening to this one-year anniversary, anniversary edition of the Wrestler Review. Review. Now we're going to hear a promo by Hulk Hogan on his return back to the World Wrestling Federation, the World Wrestling Entertainment Federation of Wrestling, and then racism. Um, it's been a great year. It's been a great year. Tell more people about this podcast. Please mobilize. Please tell more people. Also, let's do for a one year anniversary, if you could all just go to at Graham K Comedy <laughs> and call him a bag of shit. He is, by the way, he because I told I said on Twitter, all of you troll him, and he got like, ha ha, I win. He's going through some stuff right now, and it'd be really great if you could kick him while he's down. Now, Dylan's gotta go to a gig and I gotta take a massive shit. Peace, bitches. Bye bye. <laughs>
You guys are overwhelming. I had one goal. That was someday to get to WrestleMania. And I came out here the night after WrestleMania, damn it, just to say thanks. And because of all you crazy damn maniacs, I can't go home now. You guys are awesome. And now again tonight, I find myself out here on the eve of Judgment Day just to say thanks again. With Judgment Day just a few days away, I came out here again just to say thanks for making my dreams come true, guys. And I hope this dream never ends, maniacs. I hope I never, ever wake up to reality again. Because you see, every night, just like you guys know, I turn on the news and when I see what's going on in the world today with 911 and all that stuff, reality sucks. So the way I feel with all of my Hulkamaniacs out here, when I'm in this very ring, I'm in my own dream world, my own fantasy world, and I hope it never ends. You know, I was going to come out here and say I hope. But now, it's not that I hope, maniacs. I know Hulkamania will live forever. I don't know if it was funny to find your son. We've been hanging out. I got to hold hands together on Twitter and get close to time before I'm going to fuck with it. I'm not a double standard type guy. I'm a racist to a point. Yeah. You know, fucking here. But then when it comes to nice people, you know what I mean? I'm